Hey guys, it's Dan Plucker, executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show and host of Hef, Sam, and Dan on the Fan. Here's how you can find us on the Radio.com app. Download the app, favorite the fan, hit 105.7 FM, the fan, scroll all the way down to the fan podcasts, scroll to the right until you see the producers, hit that, and right there should be Hef, Sam, and Dan right here on the fan. Listen to mine. <laughs> it's not the same. It's got yeah, a, you just put your finger in it. It's got to sound like a. It's got to sound like a beer can. This is Wisconsin. Oh my oh. gosh! <laughs> Hi. This is episode twenty. We made it, boys. The we big two zero. We did it. Of Hef, Sam, and Dan on the fan on demand. Oh, brought to man. you by Nick Gardner. Is that his name? That is his name. Look at you. I listen, Nick. We I love am you. a master sellout. If anyone gives me money, they are the first thing that comes on my mind. <laughs> what? Money on my mind. I'm Evan okay. Heffelfinger. Great little Wayne song. I yeah. am the executive producer, acting of the Bill acting. Michaels Sports Talk Network. Acting. Also with me is the co-executive producer of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network <laughs> acting, Sam Schmitz. Hello. Yeah, Joe's on vacation. Yeah, he's on vacation. What's up? And we have the executive producer of the lesser-named Big Show, it's Dan Plucker. <laughs> With two former Packers, you know, and uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Well, and, anyway. and more <laughs> listeners. <laughs> well, yeah. well Actually, at least know. here in Milwaukee, probably not statewide. It Does. is episode 2-0, guys. The Rashad Vaughn episode. The Ooh. Kevin King episode. The uh, Brewers player who wore number 20. Um, Did Gorman wear 20? Gorman might have. I'll do some research while you guys are talking during this segment. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> but, so we're still, it's what, May 28th? Still no like main sports yet. We've heard so many rumors, so many like proposed plans. Like baseball has another one. We're not going to talk about it. They also probably won't play because of owners and players, players and yeah. Manfred. All that fun. Yeah, Manfred mainly. All that fun stuff. But the NBA, out of nowhere, seems like it's the closest to being ready. All of a sudden. Which, if I if you were to ask me a month ago, I didn't think NBA was going to play again. Because Adam Silver is the smartest commissioner in the, of the big four professional sports. Correct. And I figured that the only way we we would see the NBA come back is if we made like significant improvements on everything, and we must have made at least enough of an improvement to have basketball come back. Now there was a rumor floating floating around this week. Uh, the Ringer picked it up very well, especially Kevin O'Connor, who I think is one of the best basketball writers in the entire country, mm-hmm. on a group stage idea. Now, if you guys are familiar with the World Cup, that is you have. Depending on how many groups there are, there's like four or five groups with four or five teams in your group. For basketball, it looks like it would be a 20-team playoff, so it'll be the 16 that we're already in plus four, I think two from each league or two from each conference. Is that it, or is it just like the next four? I think it's just the next four. Okay. Um, but let me know, take a oh, look yeah, at the it would be here. the next four. It's, it's just the next four. Because it was like Blazers, Pelicans, Blazers, Kings, Pelicans Spurs. Kings, Spurs. So all Western Conference. Well, wow. What an NBA move to fit Zion in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's what And getting playoff Dame in there. And the Spurs. You can't have a playoff without the Spurs. So the the idea is, and there was a lot of thinking about how would the grouping work. And 
from what we've heard that they they might propose the idea that the people in tier one get to pick their groups, especially like the Bucks, because they'll have first pick essentially of their group, which makes sense. They were the regular season winner. Mm-hmm. And then you go there. I think you play each team in your group twice. And then once you accrue the points for all of that, the top two from each move on to the next round. Correct. And then it goes into like a regular playoff style Best of seven, format. Right? Um, was I it? don't that's, remember That's what I heard from before is after that initial it. group stage, it would go into best of sevens, but we never, I mean... That These would are kind make, of changing rapidly. Right. So the tiers right now, do you want me to just like rattle yeah. them off right quick? Yeah, sure, do it. Is that bad radio? It's great radio. I don't care. This is a podcast. This not is radio. a podcast, correct. Also, quick shout out, thank you, Bleacher Report. Oh, for yeah. For featuring our podcast oh, yeah. last week. Shout out to Bleacher Report. I'm not, we, I don't know if we're technically allowed to do that, but shout out to them. We've never reached out to them. They never reached out to us. We were just scrolling on their app because we go on it every once in a while. I do it every single day to look for topics for the big show. I used to check Bleacher Report every single day, but life gets in the way sometimes. I was scrolling through Bleacher Report, and I hit their Bucks coverage thing. Yeah. And sure enough, we're sitting right there. Which listed under Milwaukee Radio. I don't get how we showed up under Bucks coverage because last- Didn't you tag it Bucks coverage? I'll explain. Last week's episode had nothing to do with the Bucks, though. Did we, hey, we might that's have their fault for not listening. No, we got featured by but, them. I, uh, but, I mean, when I was, so I was, I, did, I produced the episode last week, and when we put it up on the website, you know, we got to put tags and all that. So when we talk about stuff, it actually shows up in like search optimizations and all that. So I did like, right. I did spam like everything I possibly could for like categories and you know tags and all that. So maybe that worked. I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, it, it did. whatever so. you did was successful, Sam. Thanks. And the last I checked, we had like eight likes on Bleacher Report, which is pretty good. So that means that at least eight people listened to shout it. Shout out to the eight people that listened. And, and, Bart and I'm going to shout out an FU to the guy who commented who on Facebook. He does that on all <laughs> when, of it. Yeah, it's pretty funny to be honest with you because uh, we posted on Facebook as well on the 105.7 FM, the fan Facebook page. And there's just one guy who almost on every single podcast goes, who? Question mark? See, now, well, I don't know if you guys talk have trolls. Salmon, I have people mentioning me in every single tweet. Yeah. Now. Evan well, is has reached that level of popularity. I think it's your uh, ties to the Bart Winkler show because I think yeah. those guys mostly listen to Bart and make fun of Bart all day. And so, because they don't have lives. And so now that you do a couple of things on that show, I think they've started to to inkle you into their uh yeah, I, I checked like a certain um, traffic instruments we, uh, Twitter. I'm not gonna say the name because that, you know, dignifies him. And he's been tweeting at me a lot, telling me to stick to sports, which you know, fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he tweeted at me after my first trivia wins or my second trivia win, saying that like I had earned his respect or something like that. And then like <laughs> a, a day days later, he was like, it. "Man, why would you hitch your wagon to the Bill Michaels thing <laughs> about like?" Because apparently, because I work on the Bill Michaels show, I have the exact same ideals and uh, views as him, as everyone That's knows. Bill Michaels. As everyone knows. That's usually just how it goes. We got very off topic. Thank you to Bleacher Report for sh- uh, yeah. sharing yeah. us. Shouting Hopefully you it. do it again. Yeah, do this podcast, we want another one. Let's see if we can get a streak Now going. that we're actually talking bucks. Correct. Feature us. Or Brewers. Page, if you want to do that, yeah. like I, or, I'm not gonna I mean, say no. If you just want to put us on your homepage, I don't think yeah, we're gonna get too. You know, if you want to give us a contract <laughs> to do a Bleacher Report podcast, I'm on yeah. board, dude. Just put it right underneath Tyler Dunn's like next listen featured article. Bleacher Report, 
I'm cheap. I will do your work Literally for cheap. anything. As long as I get recognition. Okay, that's let's, all that matters let's, to let's, me. Uh, so I, the tears. This is a little bit too much Bleacher Report. Uh, the tears. Love. The tears. Tier one. Seed one. We have the Bucks. Then we have the Lakers, the Raptors, and the Clippers. Makes sense. That's your group one. Yep. Best record. Here, let me do some imaging for you for your next one, okay? Okay. Just tell me when you're ready. Give me like a nod or something. Go. Tier two. Beautiful. We have the Celtics, my Nuggets, the Jazz, you like Jazz, and the Heat. Don't be like Skip Bayless. My Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> my San Antonio Spurs. Tier, tier three. Tier three. Sorry to cut you off, big uh, announcer guy. Uh, it's all good. We he have, forgives you. We have the... Th- th- thank you for cutting me off. We have the Thunder... What is going on here? All right, I'll just keep going. The Thunder, the Rockets, the Pacers, and the Sixers. Seeing the Pacers above the Sixers was interesting to me. That is and it's surprising how good the Thunder are. Yeah. Yeah. No, for real. I mean, with with losing Paul George and getting like all of those draft mm-hmm. picks and, and prospects and, and everything, the, the and then all of a sudden, Chris Paul, right? And Shy Gilgis, who's been incredible. Oh, he has been. And Can't then forget all about the Nelly my boy. True. And then all of a sudden we'll you're talk a about playoff team like it's nothing. Good for you guys. Mm-hmm. Tier four. We have Luka Doncic, or the, well, the Dallas Doncic is is is, is the Mavericks. Yep. Yeah, who the, are a kind of an up and coming team quietly. I mean, that's what happens when you have two of the best international players to ever play the game of basketball and on they're your both team. Young. Replacing another, probably one of, if not the, the best, best international players of all time. But their role Correct. players are so solid. Yeah, they've built a guy. A lot Seth of people who really you, you would think are overpaid, like Tim Hardaway Jr., mm-hmm. who's he's playing well now. Moving Absolutely. on, we have the Memphis Grizzlies. Ja. With Ja and uh, Jaron Jackson. The Memphis Morants. And uh, Jonas Valanciunas, who's been just crushing it. Yeah, good for him. Um, we have the Brooklyn Nets in Tier 4, which could be scary. Scary. If Kevin Durant comes back, which Correct. honestly I still don't think he will. I don't think he will either. Because he had an Achilles injury. Like, if the Warriors were in it, Clay would probably be back. Yeah. But And uh, if Kevin Durant was still there, he'd probably be back or trying uh, to come back. He'd be trying what's, harder. An Achilles injury at his age. He'd been he'd be trying brutal. harder. Yeah, why why risk coming rushing back from injury again? And then last but not least, will Kyrie list. be back for the Nets though? That's, That's an interesting a good question. Because if, if neither of them are, they're like probably the worst team in this whole thing. Uh, you you underrate the guys that they have on that team. Karis Levert. Karis Levert. Yeah, I like Karis Dinwiddie. Levert. Spencer Dinwiddie, also uh, very good. Jared Allen, Joe Harris. DeAndre Jordan. I just don't know if they have enough. Yeah. Well, they're not. They wouldn't be a serious contender, they, but they're like they're a, not the worst team in this. They're a good offensive there are team. There are plenty of worse teams in them. Not great at defense. I, bottom three. I would say. All right, and then Debatable. next. The finishing off Tier 4 is the Magic. Which tier 4. They would be in probably Tier 5 if it wasn't tier for five. them already being in the playoffs in the East. I hate Aaron but, Gordon so much. It's not even funny. Yeah. How about, okay, can we, quick sidetrack. Can we talk about his stupid video and mu- music video about dissing Dwayne Wade oh, for the dunk contest. I heard about that, came out but I it was so bad. I didn't even I didn't, watch yeah, it. I didn't, it was I didn't so stupid. It. it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Also terrible was Tier Five. Tier which is Five. Not true at all because I like all of these teams. Yeah. Uh, the Trailblazers with my boy Playoff Mello. Yep. Uh, and um, Dame Dalla. And Dame. 
and CJ uh, McCollum. And CJ McCollum, who I think is one of the most and overrated Hassan Whiteside. Hassan has very quietly been killing it this year. He's been year. having a really good year. Former Laker great Trevor Ariza. Yep. Oh, yeah, sure enough. Um, Myers Leonard is not on that team anymore, but Zach Collins is. Then, next, we the have surging the Pelicans, Pelicans. Basically, just because Zion is coming back. Correct. Well, Brandon uh, well, Ingram's there, back. too. Lonzo Brandon Ingram's Ball, really good. He's really good. Drew Holiday is one of the most underrated players in the entire NBA. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely. And then uh, Lonzo's there, too. I don't know if you really I like Lonzo. I like Lonzo, he's but good, I don't know but if he's I don't like him as much as other people. But do. hey, Brandon Ingram, if the Pelicans can find a way to keep him, because he's a free agent after this year. They'll keep him. If they can find a way to keep him, that's a scary, scary team going forward. Mm-hmm. They have a very, very strong young core. Which is exactly what you hope for when you trade Anthony Davis. That's true. Bucks looking at you just in case. Don't not don't, saying anything. Don't but just okay, putting it out there. Sh- tier 5. The Kings. Tier 5. Are also in Tier 5. Tier 5. With DeAndre Fox, who I very much like. De'Aaron Fox, you mean. What did I say? You said DeAndre. I'm, That's okay. I still love you. Evan, I don't, gonna, I don't know if Evan's ever been Evan gets really disappointed, disappointed himself. with himself when he, things like that happen, but we still love him. You shouldn't. T- tier finishing five. Off tier 5. Tier we have 5. The San Antonio Spurs, who would have missed the playoffs for the first time in like... 30 years. But somehow beat the Bucks in the regular season. Well, that was such a just was such a LaMarcus awful Aldridge scheduling. game. Yeah. Such an awful scheduling by the NBA to have them do a back-to-back Yeah, in Milwaukee, in San Antonio, literally the same, like, the next day. Did not like it. No. So those are your tiers. tiers. If you don't remember the tiers and the names, tiers. I don't blame you because that took about seven minutes when it should have been one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at this list, do we want to? Well, first, do we think it's a good idea? That's where the first question is. The, do, the group stage? No, I think it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, I as a as a NBA fan, and it's trying to keeping trying to keep the legitimacy of this because there's always going to be the people out there that are going to put an asterisk on this season if their team doesn't win the championship, no matter who it is. Uh, it won't necessarily for the teams that are not a part of this, but. For all of the teams that are, and especially for, let's say, the Bucks win the championship and the Lakers and Clippers don't, the, then everybody in L.A. is just going to say, oh, there's an asterisk on this season. It didn't really count. It doesn't really matter. Changing it to a group stage just amplifies that even further because it's so much further from what the norm is in the NBA. So I don't think that this idea is a good one. For an excitement purpose and for a like a... NCAA, uh, NCAA tournament in the NBA, sure, this is a really fun idea. Mm-hmm. But to keep the legitimacy of the NBA, they have to make it as close to normal as possible. Yeah, at, f- at first when I heard about this, I was kind of hypocritical because NHL pretty much announced a similar thing. And when I first heard about it, I was all for it. But when people asked me about what I thought about this NBA thing, I was like, eh, no, I don't, I don't really like it. I wish they would have kind of did some sort of an end to a regular season. What I get if they if they don't mm-hmm. and all that, but I would have liked to see those tier five teams, especially in the West, battle it out just to see who would you know if somebody ended up taking in Memphis's spot or something, or if Portland somehow snuck them into like seven or six. I like Dan said. I just I I love my NBA playoffs the way they are. You know, just give me one through eight in the East, one through eight in the West, best of seven game series. Boom. Now, do I like seven game series in the first round? No, but. You know, all these formats have imperfections. You got to take it, but I, yeah, kind of like Dan. I just, I just want the same continuity. Now, what's the, what's the long term 
effects of this. I hope Adam Silver doesn't get too cutesy and tries right. to I don't somehow think implement anything this. like that would happen. Yeah, I, 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 I sure think, I think so, but we never know because I like Silver as a commissioner, but I think sometimes this is he's trying he to be get too a little too cutesy with right. it. Right. Well, I think that last week a good idea was said by Dan that Hell yeah. it makes the most sense to me. You have your teams that were already in the playoffs do their playoffs, and then you have everyone else come in and do an NIT-style tournament. Mm-hmm. So you have your winners playing over there. You're, I don't want to say losers, but you play for draft picks or you play for money. Teams. What, you, what you do is, I was, I've been thinking about it throughout the week too, because um, there's 16 teams that make the NBA playoffs, so that means 14 that don't. Right. So what you do is you do the same thing in this group stage type of thing with... I don't know, like, I don't know how many groups, I don't know how you, it would exactly be set up, but you incentivize it by adding a 33rd and 34th pick to the draft that go to the winners. So basically, early second round picks that could be considered as first round pick. Yeah. And so you have the winner get 33, where it's still incentive because that's a big pick, and then each player... Well, 31. Right, that's what I meant. Sorry, I'm thinking NFL. So 31 and 32 is what I meant. So it's back end of the first round, basically, picks. Yeah. And I think that that is just a good a good incentive for the teams, and then you also have some sort of cash prize for the players themselves. Yeah. Because you have to incentivize the players, too, because they're not going to give a crap about some pick for their franchise. They want to win so they can get money as well. And the NBA so those, will be I, making I think a combination their money of those two would be very good. Because the games will be on TV. Correct. Yeah. And so even if it's just for this for this season, not necessarily going forward, but for this season right now, you just say, we'll give you 50-50. Well, it is also, like we said last week, it is their way to test a, a mid-season tournament. Right. Try out a different style. I'm not necessarily a fan of the idea of a mid-season tournament, but if they're going to throw it on us, test it out. And this right. is the perfect time because this is all anarchy as is. Might as well throw in a little bit more anarchy, see what happens. I just hope none of this stuff sticks after all this. It won't. It's, I think that you, none of this will. Like and, and baseball, we say that, whatever they we never, do, it won't. Yeah, and we, I mean, we Except say Except the but, universal DH. I think the universal DH should stay, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it should, but it will. So back to this group stage so thing. So I'm, I'm, I guess, a, a little bit different than you guys. I don't mind the idea. I think that it definitely, as a Bucks fan, it does not benefit them at all. No, no, not at all. But I think that it is kind of a unique and, dare I say, fun way to kind of finish out this season. I think that there are a lot better options, and I think that they're working through all of the options. Um, we saw today that Shams and uh, Woj tweeted out that they... Um, that all of the GMs were given this questionnaire to see if they like ideas mm-hmm. like that, and the vast majority majority of them wanted the play-in uh, style, like the normal style, including the Bucks and the Lakers. Go figure. Mm-hmm. So shocking. I think that it's a cool idea, but I guess it's going to be a hard sell for a lot of people. Yeah, I'm not totally against it. Like I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um. I think if anything, depending on what the Bucks, if they do do this, depending on what the Bucks group looks like, I think if anything, it adds more credibility to the championship. You guys had to deal. A- you guys had to deal with a pause in the season. You had to get back in shape. Your grouping may be even tougher than what you would have to go through in the East. Mm-hmm. And let's say they do get to the finals and they do win the finals, 
I think that just. But the argument's going to be made when the Lakers get a really easy group and the Bucks get a group of death. Yeah, absolutely. That's, and that's then the problem. They too, don't. Yeah. So I was listening to a podcast about this, and if what the right thing to do is if they do this, they go and they t- choose their teams in order of seeds. So the Bucks would get the first pick of every single seed tier. Tier, and then it's like a snake draft after that. No. Because I, 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 oh, I don't think it should be. I think it should be fixed. Here the right. Yeah, that's how I think it should be. Oh, I think. And I, I mean, I'm, see, they, they, the way that Eric named, the it, way, the way that Eric Name described it is, it's, it's randomized group stages, which I think is a mistake. The Clippers yeah. should have the group of death of the tier one teams. It Hypothetically, should, yeah, it should not go to the Bucks or the Lakers. Clippers the teams, or the Raptors and the teams who technically did play this season the right way. Like, mm-hmm. LeBron didn't sit out many games. Anthony mm-hmm. Davis kind of did, but he always battles injuries. He's injury-prone. Yeah. Right. Giannis then, didn't sit out games to rest very often. And then Kawhi and Paul George sat they out sat half, out the, half season. the season. And yeah. the Raptors, they're a little bit better on it. or like They're a little bit more like the Bucks and the Lakers, mm-hmm. but they still had their fair share of resting. So, for the sake of this, let's just for say— For entertainment— Let's just say it's randomized. Okay. But we get to pick the randomizedness. So <laughs> So it's not, it's random not randomized at all. At all. But, but but we can claim it's random. So just like how it would actually be when the probably. NBA did it. Exactly. So like the uh, NBA lottery. Best worst case scenario in this. Well, where do we want to start? Best or worst? Let's, tier five. Let's tier five start with up. the best. Yeah, go from tier five to up. Let's uh, this is the best case scenario for the Bucks if the group stage happened. Think go, the, Sam. I think the obvious pick in this tier is the Kings, right? Probably, Probably, or the Spurs. Just because well, they don't have any playoff experience. And let's remember the Spurs, they'll the, find a way to do it. The I don't want to face Lamarcus Aldridge. They're the team that scares me the most. In the playoffs let's, good. let's also remember the Bucks put up 150 points on the Kings. Yeah, and true. without Giannis and Chris Middleton had I mean, 50 points. They, don't Bucks, ha- they literally don't have anybody to match up against Lopez and Giannis. Yeah, Bucks it's a mess. played the Pelicans with Zion, and it was a pretty close game. What about Harry Giles? The fans love Harry Giles. Yeah, but I Harry like Giles, Harry Giles like six nine, six nine. I know, but so. he's a that four position. For he them. got schooled in that. And the Blazers scare the hell out of me. I don't want to see him. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. Spurs, eh, that'd be my next choice probably. I think for the best Spurs, the Spurs are the least, or the team I'd want to play the least. It would really? go Kings, Pelicans, Blazers, Spurs, for me. Okay, well they're playing the Kings. So the yeah. best case scenario, so we agree on that. Tier five, they're playing the Kings. Tier four is where it gets a little trickier mm. with the Mavericks. It depends on injuries and everything. I think I'd go Magic. Yeah, I'd, I'd go Magic too. I would go Magic unless it Kyrie's hurt, and then I might pick Nets. Because there, if Kyrie doesn't come back, there is absolutely no way that KD comes back. Right. So worst, let's just do best and worst for each level. Then. Yeah. So for tier five, we said the Kings are the best case. Worst case, Blazers. Yeah. Blazers or Spurs? Because the yeah. Achilles heel of the Bucks this whole year has been okay. just shoot lights out from three. And so tier four, best case, probably the Magic. Magic. Worst case, Mavericks, and I don't think it's close. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then tier three, best case, Pacers. I think so. Yeah. Because the Bucks. I could. I could argue the, the Rockets just because. We shut Harden down, yeah. and in the playoffs, if the Bucks already shut him down during the regular season, what's he going to do in the postseason? Right. They can't get rebounds when they don't have a guy over like what six, <laughs> right. six eight. Yeah, who's going to get a rebound over I Giannis? I, I, on I that don't team? care. What's about the, the worst case for the seven? Or worst case for tier three? I Sixers. think it's the Sixers. Sixers, absolutely. Yeah. Bucks struggle in Philadelphia. Joel Embiid and Giannis rivalry, all that BS. I'll I don't take, think it's going to be very. I'll good take situation. all three of those teams besides the Sixers. Yeah, yep. I think I would agree there. Tier two, best case, the Nuggets. Uh, no. no, Celtics. 
I'm going to say the Jazz. The Jazz. I think so. Both games this year were tough. Well, didn't Boyan just he hit the He hit the game winner. Yeah. Oh, he did. He, That's yeah, right. Boyan's so Boyan would be out, right? And who knows if Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert will be friends. good friends. It's a mess there. Right. Okay. Oh. I think worst case scenario is actually the Heat. Worst case is absolutely the Heat. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I I, like, bam out of bio. On this entire list... The worst case scenario is the Heat, which yep. is ironic because more than likely, if it's regular playoffs, the Bucks will see them in the second round. Yep, hate it. Tier one. Wouldn't they? Go the Bucks. Well, wouldn't they just face a right. tier one team later? Yeah. In the yeah. So later on. So best case, Probably. the Bucks are tier one. The Jazz are tier two. The Pacers, Pacers are tier three. The mm-hmm. Nets are no Magic. Magic are tier four, and tier five are the Kings. So those are the team, the four teams: the Jazz, Pacers, Magic, and Kings. That'd the Bucks be... would play two See, times, the cool and then they would that... be placed into a bracket of eight based on that. right. The cool thing about that too is that would be fun basketball. That would all be those fun games basketball. would be fun. Oh, definitely. Like I don't hate any of those teams. Right, but then let's go to the flip side. Oh. Where we go to the worst case scenario, where <laughs> the Bucks play the Blazers, oh, man. Mavericks, but I don't hate the Blazers, Sixers, and Heat. Hey, but here's the thing: if we can make it out of that, we can. <laughs> we've seen postseason Dame Dalla and what he can do. Right. Plus, they have the size there with Hassan Whiteside and other things where they can they can maybe compete with right. you. Yeah. And Melo Melo stays underrated. They're such a hot and cold team if, too. Yeah, if they heat well, up. Oh, CJ McCollum is the king of hot and cold. Correct. He's either dropping two on two for 17 shooting or 42 on 17 to 22 shooting. Correct. Like, there's no in between. Then the Mavericks, I mean, Luka Doncic, that scares me enough. Yeah. And then you add Chris Stops in there if he's healthy. When they lost to the. And uh, one of the best coaches in the league in Rick Carlisle. Correct. And just rotation players galore. We haven't They're seen, built a lot like the Bucks. We haven't seen Luka play against the Bucks this year, have we? He in Dallas. In Dallas. Okay, okay. I don't remember that but game. Tier three. I was gonna go to the game in Milwaukee Tier when he three. played, but he had an he yeah, sprained his I ankle the game, game before. Out. Yeah. Guys, the sound effects guy, we forgot to put him back in for all these tiers. But oh, anyway, sorry. Uh, Big Tier voice three. Boy, Tier three. Uh the seventy sixers, which would be mortifying. Uh but I think it would also like if you want to assert your dominance. Well, and vilify that Christmas Day blowout. And just break up the Ben Simmons and Embiid arrow. Yeah. Which yeah. would be awesome. I mean, maybe. Because think about it. So they have their one game out of the entire year that they shoot the lights out yeah. in game three. You're still shutting them down every other time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. And then tier two. Tier two is the Thank you, uh, boy. Miami Heat oh. as the worst case scenario. I mean, to me, they're the team that matches up the best with the Bucks in the entire NBA. Potentially. Yep. I don't even Plus, think potentially. Plus, play Jimmy at this Butler. Point. And, and if Tyler Hero and the experience, healthy, the experience of Andre Iguodala. Bama Adebayo. Kelly Olynyk has a career game every single damn time. I don't understand the Bucks. why, but you're yep. totally right. So worst case scenario, Gordon Dragic just kneeing guys in the junk and all that. So this is gonna be fun. You're gonna guys. piss me off. Eric Spolstra, one you're of the going most underrated coaches. <laughs> Worst case scenario then for the Bucks, tier two, tier two, the Miami Heat, tier three, tier three, the 76ers, tier four, tier four, the Why are Dallas you Mavericks. Why the big voice guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go first. 
<laughs> oh shoot, I've been doing that this whole time. Okay, anyway, tier five. Tier He's five. Out, uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's just, just made it a lot more work for you. So, yeah. so Trailblazers, Mavericks, Sixers, Heat, Bucks. Yeah. Which is a lot more scary because that is all tough games. They do not huh. get a day off in that scenario. Right, and you got to think that these are being played either back to back or a game every other day. Correct. The fittest are going to survive. Yeah, I mean that's all I got to say. We're and out of this, whoever whoever has been working their butts off throughout this entire quarantine is right. going to be the team that ends up winning in a group stage scenario. The funniest thing about all of this is this idea is not going to happen. But it's still fun to talk about. It is about. still so much, like, this is legitimately so much but fun for me. But Woj did say that it's that it's pretty certain that all not all 30 teams are going to be there, which I do think which is... Which makes sense. Hockey yeah. did that. Right. But And it's going to be 20 to 22 teams. So my original idea is pretty much out the window yeah. at this point. Yeah. But if, if I was a player, like, in one of those teams that were eliminated... Like the Pistons? It'd be hard, yeah, it'd be hard for you to convince me to play those games. Correct. And risk injury just so my organization can have more draft picks and more money. Like why do like what right. if, as a player? What, what what would I care about? What incentive do you have to play? Yeah, exactly. So uh, I I completely agree with that. So this is not completely out of the question. I guess no, twenty right. to twenty two teams. We've seen crazier and if it, things. If it does happen, I'm totally okay with it. I think a lot of fans are going to riot if it happens. To be honest with you, and well, it depends. A on lot of riots. Bucks fans are going to be those people who are rioting. It depends on what kind of riot we're talking about. Not to get, we're not going to get oh, no, let's, not, let's not not Minneapolis let's rioting. Let's not even no. dip our toes no. in that. Let's um, try to be a distraction from yeah. that. Yeah, let's try to talk about positive things, things that enjoy us, things that are nostalgic to us, that bring us back to our core, that bring us back to why we're sports fans to begin with, like some of the players that we grew up idolizing and watching. And we're going to talk about that next segment. Does love his socks. <laughs> and we're back. Not having socks on. It's not good. Oh, no, you don't, get, you don't get any context. Yeah, no, no context. He just loves socks. Let's have Sam and Dan <laughs> on the fan, on demand, on the free radio.com app. And on Bleacher Report, potentially, this week again. <laughs> this is episode number 20, the Scott Podsednik episode. Scott The Podsednik. Rashad Vaughn episode, which segues perfect into this topic that we're talking about. Um, we all are sports fans, obviously. We grew up what? watching... Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> we all have people that we grew up watching and idolizing... And they may not necessarily have been on the teams that we watched. I know that I have so many names that I could rattle off of people, uh, players that got me into sports that weren't on my teams, on the Brewers or the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I was a Packers fan, but like I wasn't like hardcore until I, yeah. you know, maybe 13, 14, but like growing up that I legitimately remember. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today. So we can start like, let's start with football. Right. Okay. What are some Good, of the guys the who weren't for. on your team? So for Sam and I, it's the Packers. For you, it's the Lions and the Chargers. Correct, because I grew up in San Diego. So, so you cannot Chargers. say Ladanian Tomlinson. God, that's Which Ladanian Tomlinson is on my list. Oh, screw you. Because he so can be. Stealing him from are we just me? naming yep. one or a couple? L- listen, just list them off. This is, right. this is our show. We can do whatever we want. Well, it's my show because I'm the host. And I'm saying that we can name as many as we want. All right. 
So who wants to start? Well, you should. Yeah, you're the host. That's a good point. I will always go first. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> I mentioned Ladanian Tomlinson. Um, Corey Dillon. I don't know if you guys remember Ooh. him. Mm-hmm. Running back Running for back. The, uh, the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I had exactly one pack of football cards. Mm-hmm. And he was in there. And I knew that the Patriots were pretty good. I kind of liked the Patriots back then. Mm-hmm. So I was like, sweet, I have this Patriots player. I don't know who he is. Corey Dillon. I don't know if he's good or not, but he's a Patriots player. So he has to be good. And so I liked him a lot. Um, Michael Vick is up there just because how can you not like Michael Vick? Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it gets iffy because like I played Madden. Yeah. Like I got my first Madden in 2005, but I don't. I mean, I played with the Packers. Right. I don't remember many players from football that helped get me into football. See, you never played that 04 Madden, which. With Vic as a cheat code. Lily, I I remember strictly as a kid, I would just be playing that Madden just against the computer for probably like a couple hours. And my dad would be literally telling me, like, why don't you do any other play than QB Sneak? And Why run all run all the way around the defenders and get like an eighty yard touchdown with Vic every like, play. I'm a kid. I don't know plays that much. Well. This is easy. <laughs> right. I'm playing on rookie. Man, like, what do you want? Oh, that that Madden 04 had such an appreciation for just how good Vic was <sighs> yeah. at the time. I think that's kind of added the legacy of Michael Vic was yeah. just how good he was in video absolutely games. an absolute cheat code. Even uh, when he came back for the Eagles, he was yeah. good. Yeah, he was very good. That's back when the Eagles super team, not super team existed. I still remember that. You guys remember that Monday night performance? Like six touchdowns against the Redskins? Yes. I had him on my fantasy team then. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I was so happy. See, my first memories of like football players besides the Packers is playing fantasy football. Right. And I think I started when I was like maybe 12, 13. One of the first names I remember is Peyton Hillis. Okay. Former Madden yeah. cover boy. Yeah, wrongful Madden cover, but we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> right. My favorite player for a long time outside of the teams I root for is Larry Fitzgerald. Really? I don't think a single person could hate Larry Fitzgerald. No. Correct. I he still is, don't think he gets enough credit for his career, too. He is such a talented player. I rooted for the Cardinals so hard when they lost that Super Bowl to the Steelers. Yeah. And also, he's been a killer to the Packers a couple times, which is... Helped my my rooting habits since I'm not a Packers fan. He's just so good, yeah. and and I always picked him in fantasy football because he always got so many points back when he was, of course, healthy and in his prime. Now it's a different story, but I was always such such a big Larry Fitzgerald guy, and it might just because of that southwestern bias as well. But always really fun to watch him play. I feel like you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, more and more names are coming to my head. Andre Johnson. Another good one. Texans one of them. wide receiver. Uh, Antoine Randall-L. <laughs> yeah. Good one. And I was Hines a big Ward. Heinz Ward guy. That's exactly who I was about to Hines say. Heinz Ward, I was big on Randall-L because I was like, a receiver that can throw bombs? Right. Like, what is this? This is the football that I like. This is awesome. I think when you hear those two names, you just unanimously think of that moment in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I also loved Ray Lewis's grit and mentality. Uh, I did you I, like it when he killed that guy? We don't have to talk about that, but <laughs> I like I always liked his grit and mentality. 
Um, especially since I associated a lot of my younger life rooting for teams like the reincarnation of the bad boy Pistons with Ben Wallace, who was my favorite player in the NBA Fair. growing up. Um, he and Chauncey were my two guys. Uh, and so I think Ray Lewis was basically the Ben Wallace of the NFL, which helped my rooting habits for him. Okay. Um, I also loved Troy Polamalu, mostly because yeah. he was easily recognizable because of the hair. And yeah. so, like, hey, Mommy, hey, Daddy, look, a guy with really long hair that's super good. Mm-hmm. Oh, Troy Polamalu. And then... Just jumping over and centers. The, the fun name of Polamalu as well definitely helped. That's yours? So, yeah, those, I got, those ones, I would say. I got three. No, okay. So one was... Not not the number one, but one of them was Sean Alexander. Good Ooh, one. Ooh, that's a very good one. I was one. thinking of him, too. I, I don't know why, but as a kid, like I was a Packers fan, but I was also sort of a Seattle Seahawks fan. That's, that's sacrilegious fair. now, but back then that's okay. This, this, was, yeah, this, was, this was after the Matt Hasselbeck well, thing. Because, right. of, because so, of Hasselbeck and Holmgren. Then, honestly, there. no. Oh. It, that was just like a bonus. I don't know why. I, was, I think it was maybe the Madden cover, but... Um, one of our neighbor across the street when I was growing up as a kid somehow knew Sean Alexander's agent. That's cool. I don't know how that connection happened, but we, uh, my dad and him, his dad was a Bears fan and my dad, obviously a Packers fan. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, they'd always just make crazy, crazy, crazy bets. Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, one was the Packers won, so his dad had to uh, snowblow our entire driveway just wearing nothing but... Uh, uh, Packers apron, a cheese head hat, mm-hmm. and we would. We, my dad and everybody was just sitting on the porch drinking beers. But anyways, <laughs> um, he somehow got me a Sean Alexander autographed mini helmet. That's nice. cool. After That's after one of the, I think it was a playoff game against the Bears or something. So and, and you can imagine as a kid, you know that being your favorite player growing up, and then you get that. That's just something you cherish with you your whole life. So Alexander was a big one. Um, another one. When I was playing football, this I would watch hype videos of this guy every week before I played. Brian Dawkins. Ooh. I mean, okay. his his pregame speech like alone Dawkins. just got me so hyped as a little kid to play football every week. That was a big one growing up. Okay. My, but my favorite player of all time growing up, Randy Moss. Really? Because okay. my, my dad... That is <clears throat> definitely a controversial I know, and I'll, I'll explain because my dad hates it when I talk about him. Because I don't remember Randy Moss on the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I was too young. I wasn't really getting into football. Mm. I barely remember him playing with the Raiders. But when I got into football and when I really started falling in love with sports was when Randy Moss was playing with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think you can imagine, you know, playing wide receiver, Randy Moss just setting egregious records and stuff like that with one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I, I couldn't help it. Every time I was on the playground, I'd be doing his celebration. I, I didn't even know what it was, but I would just do it. So, Randy Moss is just as a wide receiver, someone I just wanted yeah. to strive to be like, you know, really skinny. Doesn't look like he has any build to him, but just could jump up and get anything he wants. Ooh, okay. I just thought of another one. Sorry. Well, obviously, I was, I'm also a Tom Brady fan, so him. But Chad Ochocinco. Yeah. Hmm. I liked him a lot. Okay. I liked Chad, but I just could never get with the Bengals. See, I like yeah. the Bengals because my favorite animal growing up was tigers, hmm. so that kind of helped. One of my favorite teams growing up, I never cheered for them or rooted for them or anything, but I had a football from them, was the Miami Dolphins. Jason Taylor. 
I don't know any of the names from then or anything. <laughs> I like I know loved Ricky, I know, Jason Taylor. I know Ricky Williams. That's like, another I good Ricky one. Williams. Okay, should we? But uh, I just I had a, a football with their colors and I loved it. And to this day, I still love that color combination of that like mm-hmm. fluorescent blue and bright orange. Great awesome. one. What sport do you guys want to do next? Let's do uh let's do basketball. Basketball. Okay, starting with me, I have a long, long list. LeBron James, number one. Because, I mean, he came in in 2003. I was seven Mm -hmm. years old. First started watching him. Then I had a LeBron James jersey. Excuse the voice crack. (laughs) I had multiple LeBron jerseys, actually. Like, Mm -hmm. literally two weeks after he uh, signed with the Heat, I bought a jersey. Like, I was that kind of guy. I had multiple Mm -hmm. Dwayne Wade jerseys. Because I don't think I necessarily knew that he went to school in Wisconsin, but I guess a part of me maybe knew. Right. And, I mean, right around 2006 when he won that championship is when I first started watching Mm -hmm. basketball. Mm -hmm. So I loved that team. And that was when, funny enough, I first learned about another guy on my list, Jason Williams. Mm, That's a good one. Because I would play with the Heat all the time because I was like, well, I like Dwayne Wade. They just won the championship. Like, let me play with him. And then I would score with Jason Williams only. (laughs) And then he would be the player of the game. And I was like, yes, I like that guy. Come to find out years later when I actually watch video of him that he's the exact kind of player that I would love to watch right now. So it kind of worked out. Um, Moving along to guys like, well, right now, Nikola Jokic. Like, we know that that's my boy. Mm -hmm. There are a ton of players in the league right now that I absolutely love watching. Mm -hmm. But back then, Shaq remains one of the most dominant players I've ever watched. I was never a big Kobe guy growing up, but I was kind of a mellow guy. Which is kind of weird. Um, O.J. Mayo, I really like. Yes. I mean, because I I used to read Sports Illustrated for kids. I don't know if Same. you guys remember that. Definitely no. He I was didn't. hyped up in that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, sweet, this is Definitely. awesome. Definitely him and Blake Griffin was super hyped in yep. Sports Illustrated. For kids. I was never a big Blake guy though. Yeah. As soon as O.J. Mayo got drafted, I bought a Grizzlies jersey. Uh, nice. I don't. I don't know where it is now. So. For me, I'll go next. For the NBA, I've always been more of the grit and grind style fan because that's I guess that's more of my style as well. Well, yeah, you had those Pistons and, teams, growing right? Up. The Pistons teams growing up, so that definitely contributed to it. With you know Rasheed Wallace and Rip Hamilton and Ben Wallace, like those guys were all those kinds of players. The grit and grind, we're gonna get in your face. Mm. So that that style always really appealed to me. Um, and one thing that was such a travesty for me always when I didn't realize it when I was little but looking back at it I loved Dwayne Wade like yeah that is oh, Dwayne Wade was just an incredible basketball player I think he might be top three if not the best shooting guard of all time he's I definitely try to include there. him in there and for some reason people like for some reason will not accept Dwayne Wade into that and fraternity the 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 That's only stupid. thing that I know, like, I get it. I'm so happy that he won a title by himself yeah. right. with Shaq. Now because there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about that that the refs weren't exactly fair during that whatever. series. Uh, but if if he would not have won a title then his entire career would be tainted because yeah. of the the big three right. and that's when i started to like kind of move away f- from being a fan of him because that happened um but i always adored him and come to know later on in my life learning more about what the nba draft was because mm-hmm. i was six when he was picked so like i was a little kid right but learning that the pistons picked darko milicic over him yeah now just 
makes me incredibly sad because he was one of my favorite players right. growing up. And See, for us if, too, he was the you know, it's from Marquette. From Marquette, He's the biggest right. collegiate you know player we've ever had come out of Wisconsin. I right. can argue pretty much. Yeah, you know, I maybe there are other guys back in art back in the day, but mm-hmm. as far as like our generation and stuff like that, he's easily the most successful NBA player so that's much, come out of Wisconsin. So much fun to watch and such a talented player. Um and then I loved Dirk. Dirk Nowitzki yep. and his fader. Yeah. Just like cuz he's not the most athletic guy, but he just has so much pure talent in the game of basketball. And he gets he has the size advantage, obviously, as well. A seven foot shooter. Mm. He's he revolutionized the power forward position in basketball. I mean, you guys and, know how I feel about Dirk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys don't you know. Got a, how I you feel got a about jersey. Dirk. Well, I do have yeah. a jersey. And and like, I'm I'm sitting that here thinking about it right now, and like, team. I want to go on DHgate and order jerseys of both of those dudes because mm-hmm. yeah. I loved them both so much, and the fact that Nowitzki won one. Against LeBron in his first year in Miami, yeah. trying to do that series by himself, like legitimately, pretty much by himself. Uh, last but not least, one of my favorite players in the NBA. Don't ask me why, Mike Bibby. Interesting. I no. I don't know what it was about Mike Bibby. It was might have been the headband, might have been you know the now, the, now that he's a swole daddy. Now, he's he's a swole looks daddy. Like. now I think he's gross. But like when he played, I wow. I loved Mike Big Bibby, and I loved mm-hmm. those Kings teams. Because he, he got traded for Jason Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when I, he was on well, the Hawks. Well, they also had your boy. Hawks, too. They yeah. had your boy, Chris Webber. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know very much about Chris Webber at the time. Obviously, I do now. But yeah. Yeah. he's kind of a disgraced Michigan player anyway. So. True. So I have a couple more now that I'm thinking about it. There are two teams well, did like. did Sam ever give his? No. Oh, you didn't? No. no. Oh, I thought we you skipped over him. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. So it. I, pr- well, I pretty much have two mainly. I'll just gloss over one. Obviously, Kobe. I was a Kobe guy. Mm-hmm. Not so much LeBron and all that. So that one's that. I, I was trying to think about it when you guys were talking, but for some reason, like my favorite player getting into basketball when I was a kid was Melo in Denver. Okay. Okay. I have no idea why. He was fun. It might have been like part of the. Sh- I had a couple mellow shoes growing up, but I think it was after I started rooting for him. I don't know, but yeah, I'd, I would argue like mellow in Denver. I say mellow in Denver because when he went to New York, I just I don't know why I just wasn't a fan of him anymore, really. But man, like I I love watching just pr- old videos of him and LeBron mm. going at it. Yeah. Um, he could he could shoot the lights out. I I love guys who are oversized who can still shoot great from three and all that, which leads me to my other favorite player, Kevin Durant. Yep, he's, he's on my list. I have to preface, this. Is, I'm specifically talking about the OKC years. I would even, agree the, even the Seattle Supersonic year. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't remember Kevin Durant really in college. Mm-hmm. So the, I, I still remember like seeing SportsCenter highlights of him in the Seattle C- Supersonics jersey and all that. But man, I can't think of a prettier jumper. God. And a guy he's like so that good. who I mean, he's probably the best pure scorer the NBA has ever seen. Absolutely. And he's a point guard in a seven footer's body. And man, like his crossover, you know, if he crosses you over, he's basically traveling six feet across the court and good luck keeping up with that. He's like 160 pounds, but still is stronger than everybody on the court. At the time, man, I, I was surprised that he didn't win multiple MVPs in o- Oklahoma City. He Arguably should have. Just and like LeBron arguably should have more than he has already. I think we have to talk about this in a future podcast, but that OKC team that lost to the Heat in the finals is 
probably the greatest what if story in basketball. No kidding. I watched an SB Nation video about that team. We have to eventually. SB Nation, a- you write for SB Nation, so you know how good they are. Yeah. Uh, their video series that they put on YouTube, all of them are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Dorktown is one of my favorite. John Boyce is one of my favorite sports figures of all time. Mm-hmm. They did, I don't know if you guys saw recently, like a, a history of the Seattle Mariners, like six part series. Mm-hmm. It's like five, six hours. I absolutely recommend watching it because it is so, so good. I honestly really hope someday there is a 30 for 30 about the three MVPs that did come out with those OKC Thunder team because, I mean, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, they all developed into some of the best players right. in basketball. And you yeah. even look and further in that team, you got a Baku who just won one last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, J- Reggie Jackson was on there for a little bit. Kendrick Perkins, about my boy, who's now a Radio.com sports insider. So many people to be on that team, and it's just like, yeah, they didn't win anything. Yeah, and it, it was such a shame, but then also, I wish there was an inside look into that locker room, because I don't yeah. know what kind of egos that they had at that time right because we we knew so little about them because they were from oklahoma city like if this was an la team i think it would have been a completely different story or a bigger market team it would be a completely different story but since it was oklahoma city i don't think they got as much hype necessarily as what they deserved other than look how good kevin durant is because everybody knew kevin durant and then russell westbrook and james harden were kind of his sidekicks at the time yeah it's weird and now harden and westbrook are back together yeah so it would be. I, I think when all said and done, I would love to see just a thirty for thirty, yeah. starting with like Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook getting drafted, and then going into those OKC years, mm-hmm. and then them splitting up, and then who knows, maybe them getting back together at some point, possibly? Like, question mark? Question mark? I was surprised that Durant, because Westbrook and Harden got together before Durant went to Brooklyn. I was surprised that Durant didn't. Maybe he did. Maybe he did think about joining them. Right. I just don't think there's maybe the any, money didn't literally work. any possible way that they could yeah. have done that. And I also yeah. I, see that's my thing. I I I think they didn't get along. Like I don't yeah. think I I think that even knowing even the back personalities in the early of all Thunder three days, of them, right? Even back in the early Thunder days, I bet you those yeah. three didn't get and along. The, and people told me like, oh yeah, Westbrook and Durant they get together fine, but when you see them on the court, it's like. I, I could just tell, like, there's this isn't going to last. Right. And James Harden loves strip clubs too much to live in Oklahoma City for that. <laughs> he long. looks great. Have you guys seen him since the— He's yeah. skinny. It's crazy. Somebody said, we need to get the NBA back soon, otherwise there might not be anything left of James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a couple more before we switch to baseball, which was my first true love. Mm-hmm. Okay. And still is my love, but, you know. Uh, so there were two teams that I grew up watching besides the Bucks. Mm-hmm. It was that Miami Heat team. Which is why it's funny now that like they're my arch rival mm-hmm. essentially, and it was the seven seconds or less Suns. That nice. team because that was oh, like yeah. two thousand seven or so. Sean Marion, like, really? Sean Marion, Steve Bell. Nash to this day is one of my favorite players of all Agreed. time. Agreed. I keep meaning to buy a jersey on DHgate, and I keep forgetting. And part of it is because I can't choose which jersey I actually mm-hmm. want to get because the Suns have so many good classic they jerseys. Do. And then Amare Stoudemire. Stoudemire remains Rajat one of Bell. my favorite what-ifs in NBA history. Um, imagine if he hadn't punched his hand into, into the fight. Glass. Like, what would have yeah. happened to his career? Definitely. Fun fact, Amare Stoudemire was initially supposed to be Kevin Garnett in Uncut Gems. Really? He was the first uh, rough draft script that they wanted to do. Nice. Okay. But it just didn't work out. So I thought that was kind of cool. So One that, more NBA one for me, Ray Allen. I always Ray really Allen liked Ray one. Allen. Well, we can't say him. 
Yeah, you guys um, can't, huh? And for me, Vince Carter. Okay. To this day, remains mm-hmm. one of my favorites. That's yeah. another really good one. Moving on to baseball. Uh, I don't want to go first on this one because I want to see if anyone's going to come up with my number okay, one so, name. Okay, uh, so I'll start then. Uh, Roy Holiday. That's a good one. That's, I loved Roy I Holiday. I hated the Phillies, but I loved everybody on that yeah. team. The, the Phillies, Blue Jays, whoever. I, I loved those teams. I loved Chase Utley um, and Ryan Howard. All three of those guys I was big fans of. Um, and then... Craig Biggio, I loved the Houston Astros. Because that team was fun. Like, mm-hmm. MLB The Show 07, mm-hmm. playing with yep. the Astros. Oh, my God, that team was so much fun. I, I loved it. Uh, Bagwell's stance. Yep. To this day, I'll never forget that stance. Jeff Bagwell, Lance Berkman was on that team. They, they were a lot of fun. Um, Brewers hitting coach was on that team. I'll go. I can go first if you guys want me to. Okay, I only go got one. Because, I mean... I was thinking about I wanted to say CC, but he would play at the Brewers because yeah, I was a big fan. Yeah. I'm a lefty, and I was a big fan of him when he was in Cleveland and all that. So for that, me, it, it we'll just it's it. pretty much chiseled down to one. Uh, it's I wore his jersey today. It's in my car right now. It's mm-hmm. it's Griffey. Everything about That's Griffey. A good choice. Shout out to a man in baseball who made shoes popular. Right. That's, That's true. That's hard to do. Yeah. He made the backwards hat popular in America. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That. And I was a kid playing baseball. I wore the, I wore the hat backwards because of him. I'm, I bat right, but I even tried to do the Griffey stance for a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone's tried to do that swing. It is still mm-hmm. the sweetest swing in NFL or in MLB history. Just right. every, it, it's the injuries really suck, man. Yeah, because like, he he still hit 600 home runs with all of those injuries in his right. last 10 years. And the the crazy thing is, I remember him mostly because we got to remember I'm only 24. I. You mostly, are 24, that's right. I, I mostly remember him with Cincinnati. Like, I don't even... I, I didn't, right. I, he wasn't... Like, he was my favorite player, and he was playing in Cincinnati where he wasn't his best. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if yeah. I was younger and I, you know, lived out... You know, lived my whole life watching him make all those crazy highlights in Seattle. I mean, that would have just added to the legacy. Um, and then, I guess I'll throw this other one in there. Um, since I couldn't talk about Roy Halladay, you brought him up earlier. Randy Johnson. Yep. Another very good freak. One. I was at his game at Miller Park where he got his 3,000th strikeout. Or yeah. I think it was his 3,000th strikeout. Something like that. He We gave him a standing ovation in the stadium. I was very proud of us. Just, Le- no, legitimately, like I was very proud of us right. for acknowledging the milestone. And even he like tipped us the cap and said, like, thank you. Like, that was a cool moment for me. Pure mm-hmm. class, just pure grit, class, pure gas. Grit. When I think of. Uh, you guys like that? I think it <laughs> When I think of uh, you know a dog in the mound, I think of Randy Johnson, lefty. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about one. the man that's going to scare you half to death when you're up there too. Like, just ask John Crook in the All Star game. <laughs> it's one of my favorite videos. To, every time it's on, I sit down and watch. I mean, who else can you say made a pigeon just vanish Explode. from right. yeah. thin air? It's no longer. Randy Johnson's when, a very good one. Remember when sports science was still a thing? Yep. Yeah. How they broke down the statistical like chance of that happening, and it was like astronomically low. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I have two more. Okay. Vladimir Guerrero. Yes. <clears throat> that was my number one. Yeah. That is that one. <laughs> I, is. I was saving up this entire thing for really? Vladimir Guerrero. I didn't think he would be your uh, I wouldn't have guessed that. Vladimir Guerrero was You've so never told good. me you're a Vladdy fan. And really? Why don't you guys both talk about him? Probably since? my number one overall, Ichiro. Oh, I that's a good loved one. Ichiro. Yeah. The stance, the the like Sticking mm-hmm. the bat up straight mm-hmm. up. I did that all the time in Little League. Like, I would go up there, and, and even still into, like, my high school years a little bit, I would go up like this. You know, I, I'm, I'm reaching my arm out right yeah. now. 
and then I would come back into my stance. I loved Ichiro. This was like maybe his second to last year with the Seattle Mariners, and thankfully they played an inter- interleague game at Miller Park. I It was a ground out, but I've never seen somebody run so fast so easily to first base mm-hmm. and beat out a like, routine grounder. He, he might be the smoothest baseball player of all time. Yeah. Where, like, he makes the hardest plays look so oh, easy. Mm-hmm. Like, he was born to play baseball. His arm in the was. outfield, too. Insane. Even to it's this right day. It's right up there with, like, Roberto Clemente. Even to this guys day. guys like that. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Crazy. And watch the video of him on YouTube where it's like, could he have been a 500 home run hitter? Yeah. Because he absolutely could have been. He, he was just playing for to. hits. Mm-hmm. Like, all of the reports on him were even in, like, batting practice in his 40s. He was still hitting him further than anyone else on the team. Like, it's nuts. Naturally gifted and extremely talented. You know, player. what sucks is that by the end, like, when we're older and all that, he's going to be, I feel like he's, he shouldn't be, but he's going to be one of those players that's going to be forgotten. Well, I think the fact that he got to 3,000 hits puts him on that list where he'll be right, talked about but, forever. You know, when you're talking about the most memorable and iconic players. I mean, he he should be, but for some reason, he's just not. Hey, Evan, mm-hmm. is Ichiro a Hall of Famer? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that's a good question, Oh, Bill. man, I wish, you guys, I, I, wish, I wish you guys could understand that joke. That's a great question, oh, man. Um, oh, I don't care. He doesn't listen to this. All right, care. Vladimir. Vladimir Guerrero. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm gonna pretend like you didn't say that, and it's going to be the big reveal for my list. Um, what's the big reveal? What's, the what, big, what's big reveal. reveal. I, that's number one. We'll, I'll... You'll oh, have to tune in I'm while I'm talking about it. Oh, okay, hit us with it, Evan. Um, so the Oakland Athletics are one of my teams, nice. right? But they don't count because, like, you know, I wasn't like a a diehard. A diehard, sure. Like you, you were a like you grew up in San Diego, Correct. and so you were I a was... diehard of the Detroit scene. So Correct. like those kind of rule you out for it. I just like I, I kind of liked them. Yeah. Uh, Miguel Miguel Tejada is Ooh, one of my nice. favorites. Very um, good one. I've always loved catchers that can hit. So Avi Lopez, I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, I thought him. you were gonna say Pudge. Pudge, I like Pudge, Pudge. Rodriguez. I like Pudge loved a lot. Pudge Rodriguez. Yeah. He was a but tiger though. So. Avi Lopez was a catcher for the Braves and the the Orioles. Okay, I don't which that Orioles him. team was a ton of fun. That was one yeah. of the teams that I was always play with. Melvin Mora, mm-hmm. Brian Roberts, um, Avi Lopez. I don't think Marquecas was up yet. No, no, no Miguel no. Tejada. Um, Tejada eventually was on that team. Who was their other outfielder that was really good? Um, he's on the tip of my tongue. I can picture him in my head. He played with the Cubs. Uh, well, Sammy Soso. Was no, on no, that no, team, no, no, no. Uh, or was eventually on that team. Something Jones. It was like some French. Jock Jones. No, no, no. Adam. No. Not Jock Adam. Jones. Felipe. No. Not Mo- uh, Alou. No, no, no. Anyway, keep going. So I'll I'll tell you when I find it. That team. My dad is a Cubs fan, as you guys know. So I grew up with a little bit of a soft spot for those teams, like Kerry Wood, uh, Derek Lee. Um. Uh. Why am I? I I kind of like Sammy Sosa. Yeah. I had the choice way back oh. in the day. I went to Marshalls with my grandma, and they had a couple of jerseys there. I could choose between a Derek Lee Cubs jersey. Or no, it was a Sammy Sosa Cubs jersey or a Carlos Lee uh, White Sox jersey. And I chose the Sammy Sosa jersey. And I wish I had taken the Carlos Lee because the next year he was traded to the Brewers. Anyway, so I really liked that Angels team 
uh, from the mid-2000s because they had a guy that I'm not going to name until later, but they had guys like Tim Salmon, Troy Glouse, Troy Percival was their closer, and that was mm-hmm. the beginning of K-Rod. Troy that Percy. team was a lot of fun. The Mets had a very good team back then, uh, led by Carlos Delgado. Uh, one of my favorite catchers to this day who is in the Hall of Fame, Mike Piazza. Yeah, good one. Top five player of all time for me, potentially. Mike Piazza. Um, so Taguchi, or it, was, or it might have been Tadahito Aguchi, was the second baseman. David Wright and uh, Jose Reyes were on that team. Both in their primes. Cliff Floyd was on that team. I loved Cliff Floyd. That team was a ton of fun to play with in video games. Um, Scott Pitsednik, he was a, I mean, this is, <laughs> he was a brewer. This is episode 20, and he was number 20 the for the Brewers. So it's the Scott Pitsednik, uh, Rashad Vaughn episode. But he was a, 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 a World Series hero for the White Sox. Hashtag people forget. Because a lot of people hashtag forget that the White Sox won a World Series in general yeah, in the yeah. 2000s. But it, all of this leads up to, and I'm for sure I'm forgetting a ton of names, and this has been long-winded, whatever. One of my, I mean, probably my favorite player of all time is Vladimir Guerrero. Whoa! What? Vladimir Guerrero? How do we not what? think of him? I, I just know you're a Vladimir Guerrero fan. Back in that day, because I, like, <laughs> I loved that Angels team, mm-hmm. and seeing his stance, like, that was back when MVP baseball yep. was the game. Still to and this day, MVP baseball 05 is one of my, if not the, my favorite video game of all How time. many guys do you remember going down on one knee and hitting a home run? Beltre? Yeah. Who, oh, that's another one for me, yeah. Beltre. Adrian Beltre and Guerrero are the only two I know. I mean, Those are the only Guerrero, two. Guerrero hit a home run when the ball hit the damn dirt. Like, watching him, he could swing at a pitch that was going for an intentional ball and hit it for a strike. Or for a home, or not a home run, but a hit. Like Miguel... Cabrera, yeah, your boy, yeah. There, baseball is my first love, and I look back on some of those years, and I'll go back and play old video games, and it's like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. That was so much fun. I like that dude. But mm-hmm. to me, Vladimir Guerrero is number one, which is why I'm such a fan of his son. And so far, it looks like he's going to build mm-hmm. up to that hype. Yeah, I hope so. I do too. I'm really glad um, none of us said Derek Jeter. One more yes, name no, I'm going to throw I in. I hate Derek Jeter. Hate for him. for the fun, Chipper Jones. Eh. Andrew Jones over Chipper for uh, me. Yeah, not for me. Same. I think Chipper was a better player. I, mean, I respect Chipper, near, but I just damn near Raphael for call over both of them. Ooh, I liked okay. Raphael for call. Interesting. All right. Well, there we go. Yeah. So there that you was have it. that was a little bit. Well, there you have it. That was a little bit longer than I think we wanted it to. That's be. okay. It was fun. But I just I love nostalgia. I love talking about old. I mean, the funny thing is uh, a nostalgia old, old sports, and it was like 2006 yeah, that like, we're talking about. <laughs> Fifteen good years question ago. too for anybody who's listening afterwards. Just who was your favorite players like outside right. of your yeah. hometown? There's the there's the when Twitter topic. Up. Yeah. We uh, what time are we at, Sam or Dan? I'm Dan. You are uh, Dan. Hello. We're at nice like, to meet you. An hour and eleven minutes. That's eh, probably so. We might have to call it here. We might have to just stop talking at this point and go to our favorite moments on the fan from this week. They're funny. They are pretty funny. They're I made comical. them all. You'll si- you'll find out what you mean right after this. Right after that. I don't even fully comprehend everything that is being stated. Sometimes I went aha. Here it is. No, come on, come on. <laughs> Thank you for that, Bill. Um, 
he has been thinking about that for a long time, a and long I'm glad time. that he finally cracked that equation in his head. And he even warned himself during the drum roll that we might not like the <laughs> results, but I think that the payoff was definitely good and absolutely not stinky. This is Hef Sam and Dan on the Fan on Demand, episode 20 on the FreeRadio.com app. The Rashad Vaughn episode, the Scott Pudsednik episode. The Jonathan Lucroy The Jonathan episode. Lucroy, who we forgot, hashtag people forgot episode. The Jeremy Burnitz episode. The Kevin King episode. <laughs> the Atari Bigby episode. The, Lance- the episode that Lance- should continue right now. And it will. With Well, I mean, it's a perfect timing because I need to stop talking. I've been talking way too much today, so I'm just going to stop talking. And I'm going to let Bill... He just had this crazy interaction with these couple of fans uh, during his show. What day was that? Was that Thursday, Sam? Yeah. I believe so. This is when uh, news broke about the State Fair being canceled. Yeah, he was so bummed out about it, and he was fielding these emails from it, and it led to some interesting thoughts. And here they go. 855-830-8648. Shout out is there. Um... This one's from uh, Mark, who says, uh, unbelievably disappointed that the State Fair has been canceled. I'm going to miss it. My family and I spend a lot of time there. Every year we come by and we say hello to you as well. And we usually come by with those mini donuts. Yes, I remember. You are the family. Um, oh, uh, your son's name, oh God, I think it's Bobby or, or, or I think it's Bobby. I think your son's name is Bobby. You guys, you guys bring those little mini donuts to us every year. Thank you so much. Uh, he says, uh, my son has the jersey of Aaron Jones. I hope they don't, don't get rid of him. Uh, I would like to see Aaron Jones have another solid season and then actually earn his money. And I, I hope he earns it right here in our own backyard. 855-830-8648. Chime on in. Chime on in. Um, let's see here. What else do we have? This is... Uh, <laughs> from Xavier Moon, who says, uh, I want me some state fair. I'm going to have to make my own stuff on a stick this year, and maybe that's all we're going to have if we don't get football back. Everybody else is too worried about their damn money. So if it's not going to be profitable, to hell with it. I'm going to find other things to do. Making stuff in your backyard on a stick. Well, there you go. How are we looking? This just shows... How nice of a man that Bill Michaels is. Yeah. Not only does he know his fans by name, but he knows their man. son's names. He knows that they bring him cookies. Like, he's just a genuine, genuine dude, especially when their name is Mark, which, funny enough, I, I wonder if he's a fan of the, the uh, Bart Winkler morning show, because both he and Ryan were man. getting a ton of emails from Mark today. He was everywhere, man. Did you hear about that, Dan? No, I didn't. Well, uh, we'll explain it to you in post. Um, but they just like their email inboxes. They were clearing them today because they haven't checked them in a while. And the Wendy's fresh never frozen email. Mark inbox. was just emailing them like crazy. Like they really? must have had hundreds of unread emails from Mark that wow. they finally got through today. So it was kind of Good like a, I listened to a little bit of it. I didn't. I check my email, so I don't know if I had any from Mark. But yeah, I should check in there too. It was it was very nice to kind of see them almost like some spring cleaning as we're heading into the summer, kind of. Get rid of, well, not necessarily get rid of, because they're our fans. Mark is our fan. Correct. Um, Mark's a big fan of our station. So it was kind of nice. It was like almost therapy to hear them get through all of these and kind of relive some memories of the past couple of months through emails. Which Bart also kind of had an interesting day on Wednesday that Sam's going to talk about. Yeah. So look, look, guys, I wish there was stuff that you could understand when we're off the air that if there's food in the studio, 
we will eat it all. Especially if it's free. In yes. In a in an amount of time that does not make sense. Usually our commercial <laughs> breaks are from around two to four minutes, roughly. And if we have food, if we have food in the studio, we haven't had food in the studio since this pandemic, but we will eat it. And unfortunately, the result of that is you have to come back on the air right away and make it sound like nothing happened. And unfortunately, it's a little hard to do when you're in the morning and you're just trying to get your you know daily coffee in and stuff like that. So we had. This little incident, uh, right before Eric Name was about to come on, and here's what Bart had to say here on The Fan. Bart Winkler, Sam Schmitz, Ryan Horvath today, 10-2 to 2 in for Bill. We're going to talk to Eric Name about 8.30. Sorry, I got to take a drink, dude. I just bit into a kind protein bar, and like, here's a drop. There's nuts in the back of my throat. All right, clipping that for the podcast this week. <laughs> Sam, I got I didn't realize how big these nuts were and now they're just hanging in the back of my throat. Oh man. <laughs> really? Mia, you try to drink of water? <laughs> Hold on, yeah. No, I'm serious. I got this protein. The nuts are no, huge. I know those I've I've had those kind bars before. They're they're really good, but they, they are a mess. Oh yeah. I already got chocolate over my hands. Jeez. Look at that. I got nuts in the back of my throat, and there's stuff all over my hands. Am I talking to Bart or Rocco right now? <laughs> I'm good. I'll be good. One of my favorite parts of this is that Bart shouts it out before yeah. it happens. I mean, it's relatable, though. Hashtag he, relatable. Right. Like, he knew it was coming. He almost says it, and then he goes... Here's a drop for you he's boys. Like, he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go all out with it. And I respect that. And hashtag, I, and, I, and I get it. And I hashtag, get does anyone else hate when you get those nuts down your throat that you can't get rid of? They're just the worst. He also, Bart. I mean, he had, he was, he's kind of just had this interesting thing with food, which you'll hear in this next clip. But it oh. also, Bill's had an interesting time. He might be a party boy. He might be in it for the sex appeal. I, there's no other way to describe what you're about to hear. Uh, there's a little sex appeal in there. You got a grandpa dick? I do. Bart looks like a dumpster diving leprechaun. I just like to have my face drenched in everything that I couldn't swallow. And then the ball just flops right down. So that when I'm done, my mouth is just flowing with liquid, and there's a ball right on my lips. I, I hope you need a vasectomy. Oh, she wants it. Pull these nuts, Aaron. If you do it wearing no pants and just a Giannis jersey, let us know. We're going to put it on YouTube. This is from uh, Single You Steve. Give me a vasectomy. <laughs> Not a. This one is from uh, Jelly. Jelly writes in the Wendy's email inbox and says, Holla. Holla, because I'll be hitting lines all over the joint. I hate to do this, but uh, we've got one, two, three. Um, back at four, five, six. Holy shnikes. Okay, oh, which is what Evan Heffelberger said. That is, in fact, what I, Evan Heffelberger, did say. <laughs> uh, six 
lines all over the joint. <laughs> it was hard to count because they were, you know, spread, spread all over out. the place. Yeah. So it was hard. But I did say, holy Bill's, shnikes. Bill's spinning around in his house just counting all the lines. and Yeah. See, Bart brought the sex appeal. Um, Ryan brought the line. Or no, it was um, single you, Steve, who brought all the lines. Right. No, it was Jelly. It was Jelly. Jelly who brought all the lines. And Bart's a leprechaun. Single you, Steve, wanted the vasectomy from Bill, and Bill right. was like, Zah, not a. <laughs> so it's kind of just been a kind of just kind of just a weird, wacky week on the fan. Who was that supposed to be? Well, it was like a combination. So Bill, he always does it like, you know, kind of just oh, a weird yeah. morning. Okay. But I've kind of <laughs> twisted it into like, yeah, kind of just a weird. That's kind of uh... threw me off guard. It throws a lot of people off guard. Um, And I just want to let you all be prepared. This will not be the last time you hear from Mark. Mm-mm. Mark <laughs> Probably not. Mark will be in so many more of our podcasts. And as a loyal going fan. Going back to the, the second clip. There. He's essentially going to become the Rick. Yeah. Although Rick still is Rick alive is and kicking. As, well, as far as we know. That's fair. I haven't heard from Rick in a couple days. I, I miss Rick. So, yeah. can, okay, here, quick segue to end the show. Talking about Rick from Oshkosh. Oh, mm-hmm. This man does not have the Radio.com app. No. He does not listen to our radio station on a daily basis, I don't believe. I think he more just calls in to have a conversation. With because we're one of the only stations that'll... Take calls. So, please, don't be like Rick. Don't be a dumbass. Whoa. Listen no. to our radio Rick is station. Not a dumbass. He has he, some good ideas. He's Watch a your dumbass. Mouth. He's a dumbass. No, Watch he's your not. mouth. This no. is why he's a dumbass. Let me finish. <laughs> oh let me finish. <laughs> Wait, let me finish. I will say that, though. But okay. he, it's because he calls into our radio station without listening to a lick of what's actually on air. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. He calls in yeah, and says, right. What's the topic? I don't know what it is, but Bart has this weird way of like morphing Rick into like having a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. It's, I, it's weird. I've never seen because when I'm on the phone with, with him, talent. I try to reason with him and be like, "Hey, man, I know you're busy. I know you want to get to a bunch of points. You can save him for when you get on the air." But right. I gotta do some stuff right now. And of course, he'll just be like, he'll find a way to just keep you on the phone. And next thing you know, it's yep ten minutes. One time, right. uh, Evan and I had a conversation with Rick that was over 20 minutes long, yeah. and we kept passing the phone off between the yep. two of us, and he didn't notice. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought about doing that before, just it putting was, the phone it's, down. It's, it's pretty so fun, funny. to be honest. It was so funny. And then I ended up laughing because he said something that was just absolutely ludicrous hmm. and was transitioning from Packers to Brewers to Bucks topics, all things that were pissing him off in the middle of a pandemic when none of them are playing so just don't be a dumbass like rick rick's a great next, caller next shout week, out to him but just well, don't be a dumbass like rick i don't like this rick slander yeah i don't either uh, but it's okay because we don't have to hear dan's rick slander next week that's right here let's turn off my mic now he'll be uh, uh gone at a wedding right yes i'll be at my sister-in-law's wedding all right. So it will be Sam and I'll I next week. Sam will be your we, host. Sh- do we just call it Sam and Hef and Sam? Hef and Sam. Hef and or? Sam. No Dan. Hef and Sam on the lamb. Hef and Sam with no Dan on the fan. That's too long. That's too many characters. No, I need to not. fit into it's it. It's a perfect tweet. amount of characters. My name still needs to be in there. If it's not in there, I'm going to be very. We'll upset. put you in the podcast notes. No, I want yeah. to be on. I want to be on. Tag me on listen, Twitter. I'll listen. You'll, to you'll it be on in our special home. mentions, like when we mention Anthony Mandela and right. Andy Spitzer, who we haven't mentioned yet. There you go. Way to squeeze that in there. Whoop! That's a drop. 
you're the one editing this, so I That's, please cut it. Don't oh, just no. Don't, just like don't be a dumbass I, like Dan. There, there I need to go back. I'm a dumbass. I keep forgetting to cut my uh, impression of Gina Della from last oh, week. God. That was pretty funny. Remember, yeah. guys, I'm Gina Della having a, have a Gina Della Calipella day. Don't be a dumbass. It's time for us to go. Have a good one. I need a beer. Bye.